morning, I look on Facebook. Antoine hits me up. He's like, yo. And I was like, hey. And then my mind. <laughs> and I said, oh, my God. You was getting ready to invite him to the Super Bowl party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Twan. Where you watching the Super Bowl at? Uh, <laughs> so then, so here's, here's the, the, the serendipity serendipity of it all, mm-hmm. right? So I said, well, can we reschedule? Antoine was like, yeah, let me talk to the gang. And then something, to, not to, I, I, I'm Christian. So I say, God was like, yo, check on Google Maps and just put in the address That's for the not Super Bowl a, party. That happened at all. I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> That's not fair. So gentlemen, That's not, <laughs> that That's not Jesus. That is his wife. <laughs> it's not. So everybody on the mic knows. His whole wife. This is my wife, Dara. He got off the phone with Antoine and was like, oh, I was like, what do you like, filming it? He's like, yeah, like. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Can't Tell Us Nothing show. What up? (laughs) What up? We're at 92KELZ. Uh, doing it, doing it, doing it well. Uh, we we are an improv group from Houston, Texas. And what the Can't Tell Us Nothing show is, is we take topics, discussions, opinions, and do improv scenes on the spot. In the group of Can't Tell Us Nothing, we have John. Yep. We have Tandy. Yeah. <laughs> we have myself, Antoine. And normally I meet you, but he couldn't make it tonight. He's out of town. But he'll be with us in peace. improv spirit. At the hotel room. <laughs> 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 like your head gently on your pillow. <laughs> uh, but we are also joined by a special guest or special guests. Tonight in the studio, we have D3 the Concrete, mm. Dirty Dog D. Yo, mm. what I, up? And his wife. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife, <laughs> my <laughs> manager. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so, so D three, man. Yeah. First off, what what are you doing these days, and how did we meet? Because I actually I, I've met you many many years ago. So, um, I'll just start with the second question yeah. because it plays into the first question. So, second question: How Antoine and I met? We um, met at a uh, hip hop showcase called Turning Heads around 2011 mm-hmm. um and a friend of ours uh who went by who goes by flat pat now for whatever reason but now he goes but then he went by that purple bastard ah uh, yeah so purple bastard <laughs> um was a produce is a producer dj and he wanted to put together hip-hop showcases that gave literally anybody that was for the love of the music a, a platform to be on stage so regardless if you just started rapping today or if you are a hip-hop veteran you had a 30-minute set to do whatever you want to do musically wow. and he literally opened it up for everybody and a lot of cats that are doing music today have him to thank because he gave them their first platform I remember being at show, showcases and guys would get on and they'd be like, yo, this is my first show I've ever done in my life Damn. and I'm going to perform. And their show was bad, yeah. but it gave them that <laughs> opportunity. It gave them their big break. And then it went on to be Travis Scott. I'm just kidding. That would have oh, been great. That would have been so cool if that was true. That was, <laughs> but not true at that all. never happened. Every, every artist has a first cent. show. <laughs> Justin Bieber. So many. Michael Jack. No. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that showcase went on for a few years. Went on for about four or five years. Uh, did a couple festivals. Fly Fest uh, 1, Fly Fest 2. 
Um, we actually did a Fly Fest marathon at South by Southwest one year mm. that went on for a weekend. Like people signed up in advance and they played nonstop for like three days, Friday, mm. Saturday, and then Sunday. And, 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 and let me tell you, uh, just, just just to go back to me seeing you for the first time, because I had been going to hip hop shows in Houston for a while and uh, you start to get the feel of <laughs> people with less experience, people with more and whatnot, like how they perform. And and there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that did not have great stage presence, you mm. know, because you're focusing on the lyrics, trying to get the words right, whatever. And so the 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 show itself to me was subpar, even if maybe the the, the content was good. But then Dirty and Nasty hit the stage and you guys bring so much energy to the stage that I thought was Thank you, man. Was phenomenal. So Dirty and Nasty is a hip-hop group consisting of two members, myself, uh, Dirty Dog D, and my partner, uh, Nasty Neek, a.k.a. the Texas Chainsaw Cut Your Brains Raw. <laughs> that's the full intro. Oh, I love it. The full I intro. I hope that's on his business card. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Coming to the stage. <laughs> and so... And, um, and so, yeah, and, and but what a lot of people didn't know was that we went to college together. We met in 03. We met in 2003. Um, we lived life together before we even did music together. Mm. So we started doing music in 07, um, did a couple mixtapes, had some shows under our belt. Um, I brought a lot of the stage um, uh, mechanics because of my theater degree. And my partner, uh, Tominique, brought in all of the business acumen. So mm. it was those two worlds converging, mm -hmm. converging together and making Dirty and Nasty. And I'd like to get both of you on the podcast at some point as a, as a group to discuss that. Uh, oh, yes. But so we can, we can save that for another time. Yes, sir. <laughs> I would love. If he's watching this live right now, we're going to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, so that's how we met. That's how uh, I mean, uh, Antoine was uh, in a crew with some cats, some a MCs. Crew. Not not I'm a so music, sorry. not a music, Hold not a music. No, no, no. He didn't do music. He was he was. He rolled with people. He rolled with people who were performing in the shows. So like so the so the way that the Turnhead show, in a nutshell, it was, um, it was like a three hour show. Um, it was start at nine. You'd have an hour long freestyle session mm -hmm. so dj would like run beats just mm -hmm. instrumentals for an hour people would just Ooh. get on and freestyle so wow. you had certain guys that would just come to only freestyle never did a showcase mm -hmm. never did a show but they would just freestyle for for the hour before and the hour after mm -hmm. and sandwiched between those two freestyle sessions you'd have three showcases 30 minutes a piece mm -hmm. and in between those you had a dj that would play a little mini set Mm -hmm. And that's how every show would go. That's how every and it was all free. Mm -hmm. You didn't have to pay to get into wow. turning heads, and it was always packed. Where was it? it sounds like it. so. It had three, no, four different locations. So mm -hmm. the original location was where uh, the corner of Westheimer and uh, Taft was. Yeah. Okay. Do you know where Avant Garden? Yep. Yeah. Right. That spot next to it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It used to be called Mangoes. Yeah, Mangoes. Okay. So that oh, was yeah. the original okay. location. So the first location was Mangoes. The second location was called. Um, what was the second location, baby? Help me out. What the shop? The Outfitters. Uh, or was it? Was it what's Check now the Cutter? Alley Cat? Yeah, it was the Mink. The it mink. was the Mink. Oh, the second was, was the so Mink. 
But yeah, because the bathrooms were horrible. Bathroom. You didn't want to pull your pants down. You were, um, it was the worst. <laughs> my wife was also an eyewitness of all of this. At the time, we were dating. We had just started dating in like 2010 or 2009. We started dating, but like that part, like she was there for all of that. So she can. She's so a fact checker. Mink, and then after the mink, it was check out. Check out the outfitters, which was a hip hop uh, store, uh, clothing store. store. But they never really sold clothes. They just had events, and that's why it didn't work out. R.I.P. But shout out Tommy Bumps. You're a great person. Tommy Bumps is still alive. So when you say R.I.P. R.I.P. Check other. Long live Tommy Bumps. Yes. But he also, is still alive. I hope he is resting peacefully in his bed. In his bed. Yeah, wake up in the morning and be great. Yes. We, we, uh, we cut to a, uh, a green room. Hey, yo, yo man. What's hey, up? Uh, What's up, man? So you know me. You know me. I'm... I'm one of the dirtiest cats out here, you know. <laughs> you know when I make when I make my tracks, it's grimy, right? Yeah. You know me, and I'm I'm gonna go on that stage and I'm make it grimy. Yeah. But what's going on in that bathroom? <laughs> that ain't right. I I don't feel comfortable pulling my pants down in that bathroom. Yeah. All right. So well, well, you know, I told my janitors to make sure we kept it extra grimy and nasty nah, for you. Nah, 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 to nah, make sure the ambiance was ready for your performance. That's my so, music, man. That's you know, my music. That's your music. I yeah, mean, but I take my health seriously. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, where do you get inspired to be so grimy and nasty? I the, figured the we streets. left a couple of logs in the toilet. Yeah, there. I saw that. I, I saw that, and the flusher didn't was work. Like, there was like four logs. We thought that'll be about a couple bars that it could inspire you on. <laughs> hey boss. Oh, hey boss. Hey boss. What's boss. Up? What's up? What's yeah, up? I just uh, I got this bag of dirty clothes. Got this bag of dirty clothes from the laundromat. You want me just uh, strew those around the bathroom? Nah, you can just throw them at this brother. Don't right don't, don't, don't even approach me with ready. that. I don't know where the pillows have been. Oh, hey. Nah. Just, just just throw them up in yeah. the air. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nah, you know I don't. What I'm this is a sock, bro. Why is I mean, this sock so brown? Look. This is a, supposed to be a white sock. Nah, nah, I can't I mean, do this, man. I know we had a contract and everything, but I'm, I'm going to have to bow out tonight. Look, you can't bow out tonight, man. Here, here's um, something I want to tell you. I, I went down to <laughs> the strip club, <laughs> and I found the dirtiest strippers I can find to throw oh, they, snap. They, they panties on stage after they got done. Now, when you say dirty... <laughs> You mean like their stage show? I mean, like, right? no, like they, I get mean dirty like they had residue <laughs> in the draws because, man, we like to keep the atmosphere for our artists, man. You know, how we cut you? to a car. Girl, roll the window down. You stink. Look, he didn't pay me $5,000. I'm going to give him all of this residue. Okay? I should have put all the plastic on this seat before you got up in here. God, dog. I mean, I'm grimy, but you really take it to another level. Look, I'm a capitalist, okay? Mm. As, as long as they paying me, I'm going to give them what they want. You said $5,000 he paying $5, you? $5,000. Well, why did I only get three? I'm not grimy enough. Uh, roll the window down, please. Oh, Lord. I was at this stop sign. So long. <laughs> Cops came on us. Hold on. Yeah. Yes, hello, we've, officer. We've, sorry, we've gotten uh, word that there's some sort of odor. Coming from this car. What are you smoking in there? Are we smoking? No, we're I'm not smoking. smoking nothing. Officer, we're not smoking anything. I can smell it right now. I've never even smelled anything like this. Oh, All right? Where'd you get this? Was this dank or something? Um, oh, that's Latanya. <laughs> yeah. I never heard of that strand. Go ahead. Give me that. Give, well, me, give me the paraphernalia right now. Excuse me. Um, what law are we breaking for having a smell come from our car? Good question. 
it's it's what is from the substance, right? Illegal substance. Illegal substance. All right. Now, do I have permission to search this vehicle? Yeah, you can if you want to. Yeah, go right ahead. It's gonna cost you. <laughs> what is? I'm a I'm you a see, police officer, and, and, and I'm a capitalist. Okay. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> All okay. strippers are capitalists. I like it. <laughs> strippers are capitalists. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, who's, who's, who's a communist stripper? <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be a funny... Hey, Do no, not who, what's even mark. funnier, who's the libertarian <laughs> stripper? <laughs> States <laughs> rights! Let the market do what it will. Let the market States do what it will. <laughs> do what you will. No judgment. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. sorry. The so whole of the law. That was the <laughs> <laughs> so check other outfitters. Mm-hmm. Check yeah. Other outfitters. yeah, and then after check other, it was uh, up art studio. So up art studio was um, the most northern um, venue it was at, but by that time the uh, turning heads was kind of at a crossroads um, because less and less people were starting to come out. And the artists, you know, even though the artists were still coming, people were still wanting to be entertained, People, more people became involved with the production of the show. You had a faction that wanted to make it commercial and make money from it and charge people at the door, but that would change the whole ethos of what the Turning Heads was all about. And then you had this other faction that included Perp, that was like, nah, we want to keep it for the people, we want to keep it free, we want people to be entertained. And so Perp, uh, right at that point, and I think it was a blessing in disguise too, because a lot of things, you know, sometimes you have to have a, you have to allow a good thing to run its course. So Perp was like, yo, I'm getting ready to move to California, me and my wife. So he left. Um, and then when he left, sort of the spirit of what Turning Heads was all about left with him. Mm-hmm. And so it was like it, a lot of people just all of us, not a lot of people, all of us felt like, well, if he is leaving, we can't really conduct turning heads in the same manner as it was to be conducted. So it just was like, hey, we're gone. Let this phase mm-hmm. out. Go out with a bang, not a whimper. And mm-hmm. yeah, we met some really great people. It we was did. a good time. And that's how you know Antoine. And that's how I know Antoine. <laughs> Pow! Manager. Manager. <laughs> He's out here, you know, managing. With his crew. Oh, oh, bro. <laughs> that is so amazing. So tell me about what it's like to start the journey of being a hip-hop artist, man, because it's a, it's now like one of the most coveted, coveted mu- music art forms. Yes. Um, but that happened all in a short amount of time, and... The industry seems like it's changing. So, like, what, like, what, what prompted you guys to really make that leap to like produce music and jump on stage? So, I was in middle school um, in '96, and at that time, I was a very shy, introverted kid. And um, I remember being in a science class and having like this epiphany. I was like, either I'm going to be an introvert all my life and have very few friends, but be successful, or I'm going to actively, proactively meet people and become the extrovert. So I worked really hard at that, meeting people, breaking out of that shell. And I found out really quick that a great way to meet friends is by going to like 
the middle school dances and get in the freestyle circle. So that's what I did. And I was just like, I'm just going to do this thing that was, because, you know, screw tapes was coming out and a, a lot of that stuff was influencing the culture. It was on the radio. I was like, man, I'm going I'm to learn how to rap. I'm going to teach myself how to rap. So I would go home. I'd make stop. Uh, record tapes so like you know you record and you stop it you make the mixtape you want off the radio mm -hmm. and I used 25 Lighters by DJ DMD as my first song that I wrote a rap to so I wrote the rap and I memorized the rap and then I came to the circle at the next dance and I spit that rap and everybody was like whoa that was amazing and I was like okay I gotta do this again <laughs> I have to continue to do this again so um, that's how I started rapping, 96 through 98 middle school. And then I stopped because girls like singers better. <laughs> and then I got to college. I met Tominique, met Nasty, and he rapped. He had a group. And I was like, man, this is really cool. Um, got my heart broke by a girl, wrote some raps. And I was like, this rap thing is starting to come arise back again like the Phoenix. So I told Tom Nick, I said, I got these two songs, man. Mm -hmm. I want you, I want to do a project with you. And he was like, What? What? You sing and I rap? I was like, No, I'm gonna rap. And he was like, Really? And I was like, Yeah, really. So I had these songs. We made a bunch of songs, like 17 songs, and then we put out an album called The Dogum Tracks. Which was a concept album about relationships, the good, bad, and the ugly. That's why we called ourselves Dirty and Nasty. That's why we called them the Dogum Tracks. And we put out this project for like five people. We had a release party at the college. People came. It was like five people in the room. They loved it. And it was at first a side project. Because remember, Nasty was in a group already doing music, independent of me. But the, the response from the music was so potent. It was like, man, we got to continue this thing on. So oh. now, here we are, still Going strong, um, doing stuff, and yeah. Awesome. Lovely. Awesome. But that's why I made that decision, because creativity was just kind of like bubbling from me as a youth, as a child. I was always a writer. I was always a storyteller, and then it just developed into a musical form. Did you get any encouragement from your family, where like they like... Oh yeah, that, I think you should do this, even if with the response, or were they still kind of like you so, should... So like, I grew up in church... Singing, so that was always a thing. My mom was a singer. My grandma was a singer. Uh, my uncles uh, were singers. They played instruments, um, all of that. But it wasn't like, you can play music because it was secular music, right? Mm, so it right. wasn't church music. So I couldn't be like, hey, mom, I'm going to be a rapper. She would have like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I always kept that away. I kept that to myself. Um, and my mom's never been to a show. My dad, however... <laughs> when I told him, I was like, yo, I'm going to do this rap thing. I was a hip-hop fan. So not only that, but I met, I, when I met my dad, I was 12 years old, and I saw a, a lot of the same music that he had was the same music that I had at that time. Yeah. And so I was like, yo. like." So I told him, I was like, yo, I'm going to do this rap thing. He came to one show, he was like, and he was sick, and he had on a jacket. He was like, he was like yo. You know I don't come out the house with nothing. I'm sick under the weather too, but I like what y'all got going on. He's like, y'all keep doing it. Y'all keep rocking. Um, my dad's always been supportive. I will say this. My brother, older brother, who was going to be the rap guy for the family, was like, yo, like, 
$25,000, that's what I need to make this album. And he had $25,000, he made the album, got CDs, did all of that, and then was like, I'm the rapper. I'm not going to sell these CDs myself. <laughs> like, And my dad was like, every, anytime after that he heard anything about rap music or wanted to do rap music, he's like, nah, I'm good. Mm. So Wait. it was like, I'm you good. Think about what you could have did with that 25 Oh my God. I was like, yo, I could have did daddy so much. Gave it to you. But I didn't trip off of that. I just said, yo, dad, I just said, hey, I'll do it on my own. I'm not going to ask you for anything. I just mm. want you to be like, I'm proud of you, son. So I, so every CD we would make, I would give him the first copy. And he would listen. Mm-hmm. And he would be like, man, y'all really coming along. I said, I appreciate it. Thank you, Dad. That's all. That's, it, That's all I need. I don't need any money. I don't need studio time from you. Mm-hmm. I don't need... I did the exact opposite of what my brother did. And I just was... We just rocked out. We cut to uh, <laughs> elementary school <laughs> science class. Excuse me, excuse me, Mr. 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 Paul. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm Jeremy's mom. Um, has he done his cipher yet? I'm, I just don't, I want to make sure I didn't miss the cipher. I, I beg your pardon. I'm sorry. Well, he has a cipher time coming up today, and uh, I, I want to be here for him. That, uh, let me just let me just talk. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. Yeah. Hey, mom. No, I'm sorry. Hey. I'm in the middle of teaching right just, now. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Hey, I, I was I was acting like I was writing my science project, but I was. Rewriting my raps, man. Good for you. Yeah. I just want to make, listen, I'm here to do vocals for you. I'm going to sing. You're going to do vocals. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you know, sometimes you, 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 your cypher's great. I think what you're doing is great. Ma'am, just, can, you, can you take this in the hallway, please? You're disrupting the how class. How much more time of class do you have? When does the cypher start? <laughs> I don't know about the cypher. Recess starts in uh, about five minutes. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll just wait outside for the five minutes, but I'm gonna work on the vocals. I think if I'm, if you add it, you'll you'll e- even uh, do even better than you okay. have him Okay, okay. Thank you, mom. Thank. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, uh, I'm you, sorry. So, you, did you say that you weren't doing your science? <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh, well, um. Can you tell me the difference between a, a muscle and a clam? Well, I'm gonna. He won't need that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, class. Let me, I got to step outside and speak with this other adult. He steps outside to the hallway. Ma'am, ma'am. Uh, yes? What do you think you're doing? I'm encouraging my son. Right in the middle of my science class. Ma'am, these kids need to learn skills that they can use later in life to get into a college, get to a school, get possibly STEM scholarships, and that's science and technology related. I don't know what the cipher is, but I feel like you're encouraging down the wrong I'm road. Encouraging the humanities and the arts. Okay? I know they've been taken out of school, but oh. they're essential to a you're young one of those development. Parents. That's exactly <laughs> who I am. STEM is taking over, but I bet you $25, you'll be nowhere in 20 years and my son will have at least two to three albums, maybe some mixtapes that he can featured on. We cut to the uh, principal's office. Hey, uh, you step in my office for a second. I want to talk to you briefly. Uh, uh, sure. Let me just finish pouring this cup of coffee. Um, shouldn't right. take you that long. <laughs> All right. Um, I like to make sure I don't spill any. <laughs> I'm sorry. You were saying? So I just got word from my other principal a few blocks away that they have a reigning freestyle champion. And, um, <laughs> what is going on? The, the board is not big, too excited about how this high school is losing all of our arts and humanities <laughs> battles <laughs> in the street. So this uh, is an elementary school. <laughs> we have recess still. But the, the high school that you also principal, I don't know anything about. But these students need to be set on the right path. Well, I, I, I think I disagree with you. And I think you, um, when I hired you, 
I remember asking you a question if you had an eye for talent. <laughs> and uh, you said you did. And I stand by that. Any, if I see a student uh, latch onto a subject and do really well, I always encourage that down, the, down that road. Well, let's uh, talk about let's, let's talk about yeah. Let, let's talk about little Sarah, um, and little Sarah's brother Jarrell. Little Jarrell used to doodle. <laughs> little Jarrell used to doodle in your class, and um, remember you suspended him, and I saw him on mm. Jimmy Fallon, with his new um, painting. He now works for Pixar. The youngest kid ever worked for Pixar. We lost talent <laughs> from this school, sir. I think, I mean, that was a that was a, a freak uh, occurrence. <laughs> Statistically, that is completely improbable for a young person who now work for Pixar when they're in elementary school. I don't well, even think that's legal, sir. It is legal. They got the parents to sign over the deeds to the work of the kid, and um. None of that is even matters. It doesn't. It doesn't matter because I teach science. That's what I do. That's what I got trained. Well, in. I need you to come up with a lab or experiment to figure out who has the most talent in your damn class, <laughs> so that I can get these other principals off my ass. All right? They're laughing at me. They're laughing at me. You're worried about the other principals laughing at you, sir? I'm worried about the students' brains. When I go, Why did you fire the arts and humanities teachers if this is what you cared for? Because we didn't have the money for the budget. I fought the budget. I said, listen, you give me five years, I'll produce a Jay-Z for you. I need money to fuel these bored-ass kids. Okay. So I want you to go back to that science class. You find the most bored kid, and you figure out how to turn them into the newest thing that we can, we can get behind here, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, you're fired. And I want it done by spring break. Because MTV has a lot of spring break. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Oh, my God. This MTV is awesome. <laughs> Oh my I'm in towards I'm, I'm this kid, man. I love him to death, man. I'm not gonna say his name. Um, and I used to work Jarell. with his. Yeah, let's just call. Let's call him Jarrell. Let's let's just call him Jarrell. And I remember uh, his his mom was like, man, I really you you know you're an artist. And I my son, he's like, he like built a studio in his bedroom, and she wow. didn't even know about it. And I like, and so she's sitting there telling me like, can you figure out how to get him to want to care about college? And I'm like, dude. If this dude is building a studio, a studio, if you don't get the hint, <laughs> I'm like, it'd be different if he was doing chemistry in his in his room or building, you know, games on, you know, computer, you know, software engineering. But he's building a studio. This dude cares about. You can't get a 16 year old to do anything, <laughs> let alone build a studio without you even knowing. It, you know, so I felt bad, and I went home. To my my wife, who's also an educator, you know, and I have I have two daughters, and I was like. If our daughter came up to us and said, yo, I want to be a rapper, and the rap song was like, you know, just crazy. Like, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Lil Mouse, the little rapper from Chicago. Okay. Um, horrible, like, horrible. Like, he, like he gives him a song to talk about how many, you know, you know, women he having sex with the kids like eight years old. <laughs> God you know, Shooting people and all that. But... He's making money. Like he, he has a career and, and mm -hmm. he and he cares about it. So I said, man, I was like, if she came out and just made this, like made music that didn't reflect how we taught her, 
like, how, how would you feel about it? She was like, I would tell her to go to school. I would tell her that if she can make music, can make music later. And I go, do you know how hard it is for anybody to create anything and put it out and constantly work on it? I don't know if I would necessarily shut my kid down. Like, if Lil Uzi Vert, if I had a Lil Uzi Vert in my house, you know, like, we grew up, our parents would have never understood that at all, right? But imagine the parents that have told the Lil Uzi Verts in their house, no, man, you need to do something else like, chemistry you know and unscrew light bulbs yeah or uh go get a trade you know and this you got a you got a uncanny artist in your house um and that bothered me man so i went back against her wishes and was like dude you need to do music like, <laughs> you gotta tell her that right. <laughs> like, but you so what you so here's 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 the thing right so you can you can do that right and risk that kid potentially getting put out their house. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, what risk am I really willing to take to get to this quote-unquote success? Am I willing to get put out of my house? Am I willing to be homeless? Am I willing to do this or that, right? Or you can kill the dream, which is something I would also argue against. Or you can do the moderate Thing, right, you can find the middle ground, the compromise. Right. So that's what I feel parents should do more is the compromise. Yeah. Um, give your child that uh, that time. Like you hear, you ever hear about comedians or actors that say stuff like, "Hey, my my teacher would give me like the last five minutes of class to do a stand up routine yep. before the school bell would ring." That's the compromise. Yep. We need more of that. Yeah. We yeah. need more of that. Because creativity needs to be nurtured. Exactly. It needs to be nurtured. And not kill. Don't not kill. Not kill it. No. <clears throat> because you're right. It could turn into, and I remember having a conversation with him where I said, yeah, the only way I see this working is you're going to have to continue to do school, but maybe you should find majors that allow you to still do your research and your due diligence right. in the industry so that you, you know, like I was like, you should learn business. You know, you should find other, you know, artists, because it's like if you're an artist that understands business, it can only help you. It can only help you. Exactly. You know, um, and as far as your mother's concerned, you're in business. You know, as far as you're concerned, you, you're learning business while still doing the art. Right. And um, <clears throat> and it was it was not an easy conversation at all because I was a kid that I remember the Nutty Professor came out and me and my, my friend were doing Nutty Professor bits in the back of the classroom. Nice. <laughs> Because that movie was crazy. When yeah. It, it was bananas when it launched. And our teacher put us out and was like, okay, you're going to interrupt my class. Y'all going to have to do nutty professor bits, you know, for a week or whatever. And, you know, every day one of us would play Dave Chappelle's character and the other Ooh. one would play Eddie Murphy's character. Then we would swap it. One of us would play uh, Sherman Clump. The other one would play Jada Pinkett's character. And we would just, and just eat it up, man. And I love her for that. I never forget her for that. We yeah. cut to a group of parents meeting in a, a community center. All right, everybody. Ooh. Thank you for making the time to come here. Of um, course, no problem. Uh, I really appreciate what we're doing out here for the kids, mm -hmm. just crushing, killing their creativity <laughs> when we see it pop up. Mm -hmm. We want to oh, make man. sure that these kids do well in oh, business. Like whack-a-mole. Yeah, let, let me tell you how I kill my, my Please son's Please do. This is, this is why yeah, we meet, to inspire each other in killing creativity. Mm. So my son was singing in the shower. Oh, mm. oh I hate to hear it. Mm. Oh, <laughs> I think they sound so good. I don't so know what good. it is about the shower. No. I said, dude, unless you about to go on tour in this shower, 
you ain't gonna make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't never, I ain't never seen a dude, you know, not even Michael Jackson performed in the shower on stage. Uh, mm -hmm. You need to get your life together instead of these business books, man. Yes. He cried. Oh, uh, he should. Uh, that yeah. shows it worked. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh my gosh, my daughter, my daughter keeps memorizing lines Ugh. from um from uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so she goes around and she pretends to be these characters. And uh, and, and and I just shut that down. You know what I mean? You got to you shut got that down to, early. Man. She oh ain't my. even got a high standards. Oh, I yeah. She I, ain't memorizing, you know, Shawshank Redemption. Of course not. Of no, course. I mean, reality shows. And That'd that's, be that's another what I brought thing. to her. I was yeah. like, you're not even trying, okay? <laughs> you're doing this whole art a disservice. If real actors and actresses heard what you would what you were doing, they would come and, and they would uh, just you know come here with pitchforks and fire, and they would just run you out of town. And, and that's and that's why we do what we do yeah. to protect this neighborhood, yeah. right? Because if, if if some kid you know does something like sing or oh. or, or, or has a our acts. It could spread to the other kids oh, like a virus. Oh, yeah. I saw that happen when I was growing up. There was a boy who liked to dance. What? Mm. Yes. He what? Would just, he would just take off on a tap or something like that. And he was not paid for it. He was not paid for it. Oh, my for God. It. It, and it almost disrupted our small little town. But you know what happened? What happened? Well, what we did was we took all of his shoes. And I tell you what. <laughs> what? You can't tap or dance a lot when you're barefoot. Mm. Oh, he tried. Man, oh, he tried that a is, lot. That's important. Foolish. But, you know, a little glass on the ground and some nails, shut Boom. that right down. And scene. <laughs> God, oh, that guy's violent. Really? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, Sorry. Man, that's a turn. That's a turn. Gotta kill them dreams. I thought it was footloose at first. Me too. This glass and nails. This ain't your mama's footloose. footloose. <laughs> God, that's called footloose. You call me footloose. You call me footloose. Dream killer. We got toes off. Golly. I used to take it so personal when I didn't, when your family didn't get excited yeah. as much as I thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now um, I just, you know, I take solace in it because I know like, uh, and even me and Tanny were talking about this the other day, man, it takes a lot of courage to like, Bruh. like a lot of courage. And it's understandable why, you know, especially in our culture, you haven't seen a lot of like a flood of entrepreneurial type of activities that mm -hmm. you, because you know like we were like a lot of people just couldn't take the chance of failure it would disrupt your generations to come because you're like man you know granddad tried to be a rapper <laughs> 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 but yo <laughs> can i can i say this really you know. quick yeah. when i told my mom and well, more more than that when i told my grandfather cuz he was like patriarch of the family right and I had been sent from like eight years old to like high school that I was going to be a doctor, a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. When I made the switch from being, I'm going to go to school for medical to being theater, dude, like the, the rain of heaven came down. No, for real. Like it was like on some, what? Like you're going to, you're going to be a hard a, switch. actor? Like, mm -hmm. oh man. And like, you know what they do in Hollywood. Like, it was like all this, like... Wait, wait what do they do in Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do they do to you, Granddad? It was... <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, man, it was like, yo, like... And, and, um... 
I felt really bad. But then I was like, man, like I have if I'm going to college and I'm the one that's taking the classes and, and doing all the stuff, like I have to be fully confident mm-hmm. myself to do it. So when I went to St. Thomas, I was like, I'm gonna go to crush it. And I was very fortunate I did. I got scholarship money. I was on my note and I walked across that stage. My mom was very proud. Um, unfortunately, uh, a couple years after that, my mom ended up passing away. But one of the last things, one of the last conversations I remember us having is, David, like, put God first everything you do. Um, I love you. Um, we even wrote a play together before she passed. Mm. It was like oh, just, it, a lot of it came like full circle. Yeah. And um, she was like, yo, like, like you, you, whatever you do, whatever you choose to do, put God first and mm. you'll be fine. Mm. Yep. I used to love that in college, like those the people who started out like pre med and all these like official like these strong. I'm gonna do this, and then by the end, you know they're in theater. I'm a theater. Doing, I'm an know, actor. Yeah, something like completely different. Yeah, that was, that was a little a little um, pastime of mine was just to watch <laughs> to watch those people like <laughs> people, gonna like you're gonna theater. like this. Just, just to watch I, wonder, I wonder how many people changed. started in theater and then became doctor. <laughs> <laughs> was there's that guy the the Asian dude from. Uh, uh, yes, Ken oh, John. Yes. Ken John. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a practicing physician. He did the whole thing. We, yeah. we cut to a theater class. <laughs> Jeremy, can you step over here for a second, please? Uh, sure, sure. First yeah. of all, I want to say that um, your technique was quite poor. Uh, I, I didn't teach I'm you s- that acting I'm technique sorry. at all. Um, I'm trying my best here. You were supposed to be a nurse practitioner and... You were very big. You were really, really big. But I think you should consider actually just being a nurse practitioner. Oh, wait, I'm I'm sorry. I what? Why would I be an? I'm, I, I want to be an actor. I saw how you engaged the other student, and um, you looked like you were getting ready to take care of them. <laughs> You're gonna heal them. Are I, you, are I you sure that. that wasn't just good acting? <laughs> It wasn't good acting. I didn't. I didn't teach none of the techniques that you used. <laughs> but I know that my colleague in the medical department—they need good acting doctors and nurse practitioners. S- sir, with all due respect, my grandfather was a nurse practitioner, and uh, you know what they do. <laughs> nurse practitioners in the medical department. Medical department. I don't think I should go down that I, road. I don't know what they do. What do they do? Well, you know. Anyway, <laughs> um, I just. I, 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 I don't want to follow in my granddad's footsteps. I really want to mm. pursue acting uh, as my dream. Uh, did, did your granddad take uh, acting classes at all? <sighs> I think he did, yeah. He did? Yeah, I think he did. What, what, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say it's in my blood? You're trying to say that? I wouldn't know that I'm not a nurse practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a theater instructor, so I mean, I... Maybe I should go get can, blood tested. <laughs> 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 See what comes back, and then if it says that you are an actor, I will gladly accept you back into my class. If acting through my blood, you'll take me back. <laughs> if it's nice practicing. <laughs> we cut to him at the, at the doctor's office in the, in the medical <laughs> section on the other side of his college. All right, Doc, give it to me straight. What, what are the results? Right, well, yeah, we got the results back here. Um, hemoglobin's a little low. Probably more than... I don't, I, I don't care about any of that. What is my dream? Okay, what am dream. I destined to do? Flip over. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Dream dream results. Okay. <laughs> let's see. Um, 
All right, uh, nurse practitioner, the levels are 6.2 to 15.9, and your levels, whoa, you are a 17. <laughs> you are way over the chart. For nurse. You are a strong nurse practitioner. This is, no, I'm, no, this can't be right. Are you sure you're not a doctor? I mean, this is, these results are pretty strong here. No. You, well, I mean, so, well, I, what, what, what field are you in now? How? What I'm, are you I'm, I'm, I'm an actor. I'm an oh. actor through and through. Oh, we've seen this happen. Yeah, sometimes um, people can have that strong uh, acting lab, and it, it comes in kind of strong, and they think that's where they're supposed to be, but you really need to go further. And press. I'm glad that he sent you to do this nurse practitioner test, because now we know for sure that acting is not good. Uh, yeah, I just ran a, a acting lab. Oh, yeah. The acting level is uh, 0.1 <laughs> what? to... No, this is just the range. 0.1 okay. to 5. All right. Your range is negative seven. What? Then we can't even infuse anything into you to bring you up to what's normal. But I mean, even the low range of normal. Oh man. Oh well. So you go ahead and take these results, and you have some decisions to make. Uh, wow. Can, can, really... can I ask you something, Doc? Sure. Did you know you wanted to be a doctor when? when oh gosh, yes. <laughs> now, when I was born, they did my blood work. <laughs> Uh, in addition to the sickle cell trait, I knew that my physician levels were way and <laughs> seen. <laughs> She's had sickle cells. In addition God, to my sickle cells, only right. black people. Okay, <laughs> 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 yeah. There's some white person that's like sickle cell. What's happening? You gotta know. You, you a baby? Oh my God! Oh no! Oh man! Yeah, we got. Oh more. my God! But so, I'm, so looking back on it, I'm I'm glad that I chose um, theater. I learned all aspects of theater because our department was so small. So we learned directing, playwriting, stagecraft, um, how to build sets, uh, acting, all that stuff. And I learned. I met a lot of lifelong friends. My rap partner, Tomnique, I met him there. Um, he was the best man at my wedding. Um, ended up staying in Houston to go to school. Um, had I got accepted into a school in New York for acting, I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? So it was just mm -hmm. a lot of just things that kind of played into, I wouldn't have met my wife, Dara. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of sure things like that. So, <laughs> but uh, I wasn't going to New York. <laughs> man. Man. But I'm, but I'm, I'm grateful, man. A, a, a lot of the choices that I made because being brave yeah. uh, and, yeah. and having the courage. So, yeah. Oh. So yeah, man. Wow. Heck yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Love it. And uh, and nowadays, one of the things that you're doing is sneakers, right? Yeah, dude. Uh. So like, um, well, I mean, as we know, you know. Hip hop and fashion really go hand in hand. I mean, since the inception of hip hop, like you had to not only your rhymes had to be fresh, but you had to look fresh. Like you mm -hmm. had to have a look. Like that was a thing. Like you had to have a look. Um, and I, growing up, you know, grew up in Fifth Ward, didn't have much money. Um, my mom would buy two pairs of school shoes a year, and that was it. Fall semester, spring semester, if you dirtied them up, you just wore beat up shoes. Yep, yep, yep. But mm -hmm. when you start working, you know, everybody's here, like, you start working, you can buy whatever you want to buy. And it was it was that. So um, I get to college, uh, tail end of that. There was a website called Nice Kicks that I was yep, introduced yep. to by another homie of mine <laughs> called Q. 
and shout out to Q, uh, Kane Q. He was the guy that like told us about, yo, you need to go to Nice Kicks, check out these sneakers that's coming out, blah, blah, blah. So we would go to these things called Sneaker Summits. Mm-hmm. So H-Town Sneaker Summit is a thing. It's the world's largest sneaker summit. Oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. and they've been around since like 05. NRG last year, right? Right. Yeah. So they have an NRG now, but back then in 2007 when we went to the third annual one, uh, it was in this little tiny club called Club Fame. It's no longer there. It's mm-hmm. on Montrose. And uh, <laughs> we went there. It was packed shoulder to shoulder, wall to wall. But we had fun, man. And they had DJs. They had girls that come out and give, like, door prizes. They had vendors. It was just, like, this whole new world. (laughs) And we got to walk in, and we just saw, like, a plethora of sneakers. And I was like, man, I want this. I want this. Like, where do you even buy this? I've never seen this at Foot Locker before. Like, where? how do we? So I was like, from then, I got into streetwear and sneakers. And it's just kind of carried me through. Um, 2012, I started working for a magazine locally, um, writing streetwear articles. My driving motivation was to meet my favorite, um, my favorite uh, streetwear um, brand founder, Eddie Cruz, out in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up doing a mixtape inspired by his brand called Play Dirty, the mixtape. Um, which is a play off of their slogan for their clothing. The brand's called Undefeated, and their uh, tagline is Play Dirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, like... So I, I was able to blend all the things that I was into, the music with the fashion, the sneakers, and just kind of, boom, and created the D3, the concrete character. Even the writing, like, that's my tagline. That's the the the, the nom de plume that I use, mm-hmm. D3, the concrete, for all of my... Streetwear and sneaker writing affairs. No, I remember when Nike's kicks uh, hit, man. It like it changed the game up, and um, uh, I remember like going to school, man, and all the black kids were like, like, like you said, fashion was something. Hip hop was growing, so everyone would have our nice kicks, and we used to actually, they used to ban certain sneakers. Because they just didn't understand, like you, all the new colors that were coming yeah. out and all the gang new things. Gang affiliation, gang affiliation, you know. And then once they were like, "Oh, there's some kids that can't can't afford these shoes, so we got to ban." But now it's funny to see how just the diversity of the sneaker culture. Teachers rock kicks. All the way to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was Nice Kicks though? Was it a? a store? It was a website. Oh, website. It was a website first, and then became a store for a little bit. Um, and then they they weren't great. <laughs> they weren't great as a store. The shoes that they were putting on their site mm-hmm. were better mentioned. that were not yeah, in the store. Because they were on the, they were a website and okay. they would show you all like the latest sneakers uh-huh. and all this like really exclusive stuff. Yeah. But you gotta really work hard to get that stuff in store. Okay. So yeah. as a store you would go into nice kicks and assume that they're gonna have mm-hmm. all the stuff you see on the website, mm-hmm. but they as a business we're not privy to that. They couldn't get the inventory. Yeah, they, they couldn't, couldn't get, get the inventory. And, and Nike, man, like yeah. from like I had a homie back in Cincinnati who actually got the the Nike, whatever they call ambassador thing, but they put him through the ringer for years. He had oh, to yeah. have he had to have like his own uh like what they call it, um consignment shop. Yeah. They had to do numbers and then they yep. had to meet yeah. with a buyer. And the buyer had to recommend oh, yeah. do recommendations. Yeah. They, they treat you like a redhead stepchild. Yeah. They treat you bad. Because they don't need other distributors. No. <laughs> they don't need anybody. So Nice Kicks was like one of the first websites where they actually told you the release dates of sneakers yeah. that everybody cared about. Oh, okay. So you could actually tell your family, oh, mama, 
The it Jordan 11s are coming out December 23rd. <laughs> it's August. I don't want to hear you ain't got no money. <laughs> I, 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 it don't cost, like, come on now. It, you know what I mean? So it was, it was, it was super dope. It was super dope. And then Nike ID came out, and you could actually man, design make your, your own, own shoe. Which was live, man. That was so live. Um, now it's called Nike by you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not much of a sneakerhead myself. Is anyone who's ever seen my shoes probably? <laughs> 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 but, but and and I'm, I want to ask a question. Yes, and sir. I don't want the answer to be, you know, whatever <laughs> appeals to you. Okay, <laughs> please. How does someone identify a good pair of sneakers? Something um, that's fashionable or trendy or just stylish. Okay, fresh, so. Fly. So the so the usually uh, it has to stand out. So mm. usually dope sneakers are very colorful. Um, usually dope sneakers have a, a unique look to them mm. as far as the cut of the shoe. Yeah. Um, unique design. Unique design. Unique that design. is that is that is um, uh, with a story. It's yeah. attached oh. to a story. That's yeah. what makes it the most yes. special. We yeah. were just talking about this the other day in the car because we were talking about sneakerheads and. Um, everybody wants to say that now, like, but just because you own a bunch of sneakers does not mean you you're a sneakerhead. It's a real community. It's a real yeah. culture. There's a lot of things. And we were deciding what, uh, what makes the difference is the story attached to the shoe. Yeah. Hmm. And so when you have a shoe, what is the story? <laughs> D3 is just taking the shoe off and put it on the table. <laughs> like, like, what is the story attached to that shoe? And that is, so My that is what makes that's what oh. makes a good pair of sneakers. So, so is, is it a personal story, story or is it the story of the sneaker? It, is a, it, is a, it can be all of those and <clears throat> combined, but it is like a personal story. Like there's usually most sneakerheads are going to tell you their most covered issue, their grail is something that was like, that came out when I was six yep. and we was broke. Fourth grade. And I couldn't get it and I always wanted it. And it's like they're always yep. chasing that shoe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it's like they'll the, be the 46. 11s and 12s. The Jordan 11s and 12s <laughs> were the first ones I ever got. And I remember I danced like Michael Jackson when my mama opened the box because I got to go to school with these new sneakers that was just so coveted. Michael Jordan was playing, yep. he was wearing them. You know, like when he had the flu, like the, oh, you know, the flu, that, the flu, flu games. Game. Game. They started coining the shoes, which like almost documented moments in time yeah. yep. that you know our generation could actually enjoy the Jordan with the sneaker. Where now, you know, LeBron and KD are kind of taking the new generation on. You know, <laughs> we we cut to. Uh, we cut to. Uh, I'm sorry, you took off your shoe, please. I want to uh, know. Yes, your sneaker story. Okay, yeah. so this. So what it, is the sneaker story? So example. So this is the uh, Jordan One, Travis Scott. So Travis Scott, hip hop artist uh, from Houston, from Mo City. Um, he designed a Jordan One sneaker. So this model is called the Jordan One. But the story behind the shoe is the colorway, the backward swoosh, uh -huh. um, which has never been done on a Jordan 1, his little um, sickle mode logo on the back, mm -hmm. the very, the fact it has like a stash pocket in the... In the stash pocket? A stash what? pocket. Um, just, what are you keeping there? I keep nothing in there. <laughs> but people keep other things in there of a paraphernalia nature. 
but the but the point that I'm trying to make about stories is that yeah. I was in class at ACC doing fashion merchandising, and I got an alert on my Twitter that said this shoe had dropped, and I was like, oh snap, this really is happening. Didn't know it was happening that day, so I just went to the link. It took me to Travis Scott's website. I clicked. I click thinking that it was gonna say sold out, sold out. I'm going click my size, click my credit card information, typed it in manually, which in this day and age it doesn't happen. Like shoes immediately sell out. So I was able to type in all my stuff manually, hit send, and it was like, Congratulations, your order was purchased. This shoe immediately sold out. Wow. And there were a couple of other times where it released. One time before, which was at, right after his um, Grammy performance mm-hmm. a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And then th- the second time was for his birthday, mm-hmm. which is how that I got mine. was the Randy Moss commercial, right? What he did no, 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 no. That's oh. the Travis Scott Sixes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That, was the, that was nasty. The too. best part about this, really quickly, is that David is so shady Worst sneaker person ever. So he got those shoes. They came in. They dropped before they dropped anyplace else. So he got like the early release. And they hadn't dropped in person. So Travis Scott was supposed to be opening a store in Houston. And so people lined up at what was supposed to be his store to buy these shoes. And they were sitting out there for like two days. So David had already gotten his. And David had graduated. He went and got a fashion merchandising degree from Houston Community College. So afterwards, oh. he was like, let's just roll by the pop-up. Mind you, he's decked <laughs> to the nine. He's got on the Jordans. No. So he's like, let's just roll by the pop-up and see what's going on out there. I said, okay, cool. So we're driving by. It's in Rice Village. Dudes is out there just looking hungry. <laughs> they are, they've been they, out there for two days. I've been, I've been in that They have not showered. Not two days. This boy, now. David, rolls down the window, <laughs> and he was like, oh, this is my guy. I've been married to David. We've been together 10 years. I don't know this again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that's my guy over there. He's like, he, he dapped him up outside the car. Like, he was sitting inside the car. He dapped him up. And I was like, but that wasn't good enough. David jumped out the car <laughs> with his Jordan zone that everybody's waiting to buy a pair. Oh and this boy, Jordan, David's oh, looking at him. He's saying, he said, oh, yeah, y'all boys good? All right. <laughs> oh, no. He just talking, just oh, making no. mindless conversations. And people are looking down. And people are looking down at David Man. drooling. Like, just, he got you him almost, on. You could have got boys shot, like, bro. He got him on. He got him on. <laughs> and boy, David looked at everybody and said, y'all boys be lucky. And got back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> y'all boys be lucky. Oh. Y'all boys be lucky. P.S. The store never opened it that never day. Opened, so they, none of those people ever got the shoes. And they shut the line down. The police terrible. came and Surely said, go home. To. And David got out dangling a burger in front of some oh, starving so children. Oh. Just, oh. Y'all hungry? Stun on them. Y'all be good. Y'all be good. Peace out. We cut to a bathroom. Yeah, man, I've been cleaning up this bathroom. Look, oh, hey, look what I found here, though. Somebody left these uh these Jordan 1s, man. They, this bathroom's so dirty, they said they didn't want to come out. With they with the same clothes on they came in here with. So I, I, I think these. that came out of that bag you threw at uh you know that rapper from earlier. You oh, know? you think so? I think so. I thought it was somebody leaving their clothes in here, man. We got, won't, we got, won't you check and make sure you know he ain't leave no paraphernalia in them? Oh no, he ain't, no, it ain't nothing in these pockets. <laughs> no, everything look good. But listen, we got to get this place cleaned up because it's a science field trip coming in here. They bringing some kids to perform uh, on the stage. A couple yeah? of them, yeah, a couple of them know. They, it's a, apparently they good at ciphering. I'm not sure. I, I 
we going how we going to set the venue up in a sciency kind of way well i don't know that we got to do that so much as you know this 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 uh, field trip is to help expose the children to 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 arts and to find out who's the most talented i'm told <laughs> so uh, i'm just uh clean up uh excuse me gentlemen oh, yeah. you, you don't know me um i'm from the local parent group that squashes children's dreams. <laughs> uh, I heard what you say. I'm Is gonna... that what you guys are called? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <The local parent. laughs> I've never heard of that ever before. Well, we don't try to be creative. We try to be effective, okay? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Makes sense. But Makes I am going to be burning this building down. Oh, you, oh, you won't even... You gotta burn. You gonna burn my building this, down, man? This is man? gonna be ground zero for your creativity and everything. I will not have it. I'm sorry. I, I gotta do it. Start, starts putting gasoline all oh, over no, the floor. Oh, no, wait, sir. Hold on a minute. Man, that's terrible. You can't even have a job because they want to touch the children's dream. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is crazy. This is so oh crazy right God. now. I mean, I mean, what kind of country are we in when you, you can't even can't even do whatever you want to do? <laughs> can't even figure this out. That's why I moved to this country. Yeah. So you could be out if you want to be. Oh, hold on. Let me catch. Let me catch my phone. Uh, hello. Hi, it's your it's your doctor, uh, Doctor Roberts. Oh, hey, hey, Doctor Roberts. Yeah, you your got results lab? came back. All yes. right, all right. What you got? Uh, actually, you are you have the blood of an investment banker. <gasps> what? <laughs> I knew I was living below my destiny. I knew I wasn't supposed to just be cleaning up bathrooms in the in the uh, in the entertainment house. Oh, thank you very much, Doc. I appreciate it. Well, I got some good news. You got some good news? Well, some bad news for you, but some and good news for me. <laughs> and that is the Can't Tell If Nothing show. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you, D3. Hey, oh, appreciate it, man. For being yes. a part of this. And yes. Dara. Oh, yeah. Thank you. His manager. His manager. <laughs> My wife. My wife, y'all. <laughs> great balance. Where, where can people find out more about you and what you do? Okay, so... Um, D3 to Concrete, that's my IG. Um, it is my Twitter. Um, I'm always writing stuff. Um, feel free to find me there. Shout outs to me. You can find our music, uh, Dirty Nose Nasty, uh, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, DirtyNoseNasty.com. All our music, you can download it. Um, and that's K N O W S. Yeah, K N O W S. Dirty yeah. Nose Nasty. Mm-hmm. To yes. know, yeah. Okay. Oh, and one more thing. Um, so I started a business a few months ago called oh. Your Sneaker Butler. Oh. So uh, we have a website, YourSneakerButler.com, where I get to talk about sneakers, make videos, um, post uh, as I tr- in my travels uh, sneakers that are out in the wild. Um, I help people acquire um, sneakers as well. So if you're looking for some dope sneakers or if you know someone that is, feel free to reach out to us, YourSneakerButler at gmail.com. All right, everybody. And any, anything you'd like to promote? Uh, oh, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I have an Instagram, and it is she, she uh, dot Landry mm-hmm. uh, for IG. You can follow me because sometimes I do wear cool shoes too. She wears heat, yep. uh, and so I do that. And uh, I'm just his wife and yeah. manager. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here till I find a rich man. Let's be honest. There you go. There it is. There it is. And uh, for us, you can find us at CTU and Improv on most social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We also have a YouTube, CTU and Improv. We also have a website, CTU and Improv.com. Check us all out there. Find out more about shows coming up. Info about this show uh, on there as well. Anything else? 
Mm-mm, you did it all. <laughs> all right, then. Thank y'all for having us, man. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Hilarious. For D3, for Dara, for John, for Tandy, and for myself, Antoine, and Amici. Ooh. We are out. Peace.